On today's show, the Yankees win three out of four against the Royals. They're going to be facing the Mariners and Luis Castillo beginning Monday night. And just before we went on the air, the Yankees made a move for a bullpen arm. So I will be telling you all about that trade and more. All next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankee fans. It's August 1st. How did that happen? Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Plus, you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone or go to vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. That's crazy. The future is crazy. You can buy a car without having to go to a dealership. That's unbelievable. I'm not in the market for a car, but if you are, you know. So, this might be an interesting show, because as I'm recording, I have the laptop I use to film, and then another laptop open with Twitter in front of me, because things are happening. As I said in the open, the Yankees made a move for a bullpen arm right before we came on the air, and it seems like a pretty good move. Seems like a Brian Cashman move. I kind of like it. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk about that in a second. It also seems, according to John Heyman, that... The Angels have decided to keep Shohei Otani, but the Yankees were among the teams to make an offer. I'm dying to know what the offer was. Was it the entire farm system? Because what else would get Shohei Otani at this point? <laughs> I do like that the Yankees made an offer, though. They're not dumb. They Could you imagine Shohei Otani on the Yankees as currently constructed? That would be amazing. It's a pipe dream, but that would be amazing. Wow. What a bummer that it didn't happen. But yes, let's talk about this trade. Okay, so the Yankees are getting right-hander Scott Efros from the Cubs. He is 1-4 with a 2.66 ERA. I almost mixed up the numbers. He has 50 strikeouts in 44 innings. He's given up two home runs, both of them to lefties. He seems to get righties out better than lefties. Um, from what I've seen on Twitter, he's 28 years old. He's a rookie because he didn't pitch that much in 2021. And he has some crazy movement on his pitches. Pitching Ninja posted something on Twitter. And I like this move for the Yankees. They needed a bullpen arm. I know I was advocating for David Robertson, but this guy is nearly 10 years younger than him. So I like the move. It's good. Now, in exchange for Efros... The Yankees gave away Hayden Wesneski. Wesneski. There you go. Right-hander, seventh prospect in the Yankees system, or seventh best prospect in the Yankees system. So I like this move for the Yankees. I don't think they're done. Apparently, they're still in on Frankie Matas, uh, according to what John Heyman said, and the A's are letting people know when they're out of it. And right now, 
as of 1.21 p.m. on August 1st, 2022, or that's Eastern, the Yankees are still in on Montas. So we'll see what happens with that. Carlos Rodon is also a possibility. Could happen. But as I said, I'm keeping everything open while I'm recording, which could make for an interesting show in case something does happen while I'm recording. Because most of the time when I do record these shows, I don't have things open. And there are a lot of times when I miss things, which is really annoying. So I should probably keep the computer open so I know what's going on. Um, and especially a day before the trade deadline. Now, speaking of that, See, things are popping up. This has nothing to do with the Yankees, but I think it's interesting. The Brewers are close to moving closer Josh Hader and that the Padres are strongly in the mix. Looks like the Padres may be doing some things. Um, I know they're in on Soto and the Yankees are not in on Soto because apparently Anthony Volpe is not good enough for the Nationals. They don't think he's going to be a superstar. So what are you going to do? So... Don't expect Juan Soto. I would like a starter. I think the combination of Andrew Benintendi, F. Ross, and a starter, either Montas or Rodon, or as Abby advocated last week, I would rather have those two over Noah Syndergaard. But, you know, just do something else. And it'll be a good trade deadline if they do something else. So let's discuss... The series against the Royals. Now, I know I always say it when the last game of a series is a bad one. It kind of, it doesn't negate the wins leading up to it. It just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And yesterday's loss left a sour taste in everyone's mouth because it just, it felt like a 21, a 2021 game. <laughs> They're losing. They come back. The bullpen coughs it up. They can't do anything in the bottom of the ninth. It was like deja vu and not in a good way. The Yankees July was not good. Not going to sugarcoat it. It wasn't good. Individually, some guys on the Yankees had good Julys. Aaron Judge, Matt Carpenter. But overall, that was a bad month for the team. I think they're actually looking forward to the fact that it's August. But August does not get easier for the Yankees. And we'll go through that um, in a second. But three out of four against the Royals is good. The way they lost yesterday's game, Clay Holmes. Did anyone else see that home run coming? I did. I did. I knew it was happening. My stomach dropped when I saw Sal Perez walk in. I was like, oh no, not again, because he hit the three-run home run off Cole on Saturday. But it was fine. It was Saturday, right? Or was it Friday? Wait, it was a four-day. Whatever game it was. When he hit the four, the three-run home run off Cole. It, yeah, at least the Saturday, the Saturday game, the Yankees won that game. But oof, yesterday was bad. That was a bad loss. And it doesn't get easier because the Mariners are coming in. We'll preview that in segment three. Um, Clay Holmes kind of lost it. Jordan Montgomery, another rough start. And he was looking good for the first few innings. And then he just completely fell apart. And what I don't like about that is people are making it seem as if Jordan Montgomery hasn't been good this season. They're calling him terrible and saying all these really bad things about him. It's two bad starts in a row, which isn't ideal, but he did pretty well against Houston. Six and one third, two runs. The Yankees didn't give him any run support. 
which is what they haven't been doing all season. So this is just his rough time, I guess. But don't make it seem like Jordan Montgomery's been horrible all year, because that's just a lie. And I'm sick of people saying things like that. That's what it, it is that the Regency bias or like revisionist history? <laughs> you know, like you think of the last couple of things and don't put the whole year into it. He's been solid all year. If there's a third start in a row that's rough, then maybe the Yankees need to, you know, help him out a bit. But I'll give him a pass on these last two starts. We'll see what happens. So in a moment, we'll talk more about this series. And as I said, we will preview the series against the Mariners in segment three, because that is a pretty big series. You know, the, the Yankees are looking to stay enough ahead of the Blue Jays and the Rays. They're still in double digits. It's okay. They're, they're still a double digit lead. The Mariners are in a fight for the first wild card spot with the Blue Jays. So the Yankees have a chance to mess with the Mariners. The Mariners kind of have a chance to mess with the Yankees because the Astros are only two behind them for the best record in the AL. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So in a moment, we'll go through all that. But first, as you gear up for fall, you might need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is tomorrow, August 2nd at 6 p.m., and Locked On MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked On Yankees will have rapid reactions to any moves made, so subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So three out of four to the Royals. Aaron Judge ends July with 42 home runs. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> just, oh, and Rizzo in yesterday's horrible loss hit his 25th. He's quietly at 25 home runs <laughs> because he kind of like goes through a down period where he doesn't do much and then he'll hit a home run and you remember, oh, right, that's right. He had 24 prior to this. Oh, what a bummer yesterday was. But people are overreacting to it. Yes, it was a bummer of a loss, but is it the end of the world? No. Yeah, yes, the Yankees are stuck on 69 wins on August 1st, but it's 69 wins. Okay, David Robertson is trending on Twitter. Let's see what's happening. I'm afraid. Oh, hold on. Okay, Josh Hader is going to... The Padres. 
the Brewers are getting a left-handed closer, a lefty pitching prospect, an outfielder, and a right-hander. Huh. Interesting. So Josh Hader goes from one NL team to another NL team. The trade deadline is fun, I have to say. It'll be more fun if the Yankees can actually um, do something more because I am not satisfied with just Andrew Benintendi and <laughs> Scott F. Ross. I'm being one of those obnoxious. I'm going to be an obnoxious Yankee fan. I want the Yankees to do as much as they can at the trade deadline. Because yes, they're a good team, but are they good enough to win the World Series as they are right now? No, they're not. I don't think they are. I really don't. So the Cashman needs to do something more. So please, let's do that. So yesterday's loss was rough. Saturday's win was fun. Friday's win was fun. That was when Judge hit his Grand Slam. And we spoke about the walk-off on Friday's episode because the Yankees only won, won nothing. But poor Scott Barlow. He's the one who gave up the home run to judge on Friday, and then he was victimized and picked up the loss on uh, Thursday. And then Friday, he picked up the loss again. So, yeah, just not great. Cortez, let's talk about Cortez in Saturday's game. So much better. So much better. Um, which means the Cole game was Friday night. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what days are days anymore. It just, everything runs together for me. So Cortez looked good on Saturday. He's been looking good after having kind of a rough patch there, which is what I'm kind of hoping for Jordan Montgomery. Like I'm kind of hoping he rebounds a little bit. Like he'll just have a couple of rough starts and then he'll be back to the way he was. And then maybe hopefully, hopefully the Yankees will score for him. And you know who else is having a quietly good season? DJ LeMayhew. People were complaining at the beginning of the season, oh no, he's going to be as bad as he was in 2021. He's horrible. There was one person that I follow on Twitter, I think I muted them, so I haven't seen them in a while, who was calling him DJ LeGroundout. <laughs> he's in double digits in home runs now. He's also walking a lot, which is good. That's also good for D.J. LeMayhew. D.J. LeMayhew and Gleyber Torres having rebound seasons, helping the Yankees immensely. And I said this at the beginning of the season, that those two would be a key to this team. And so far they have been. I don't mean to pat myself on the back. As I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back for that, but I'm going to because I told you. So Cortez. Now it wasn't a stellar outing. Two runs in five innings. Everything was twos and fives, which is kind of funny. So five innings, two runs on five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. No one gave up a home run for the Yankees. Meanwhile, Kansas City pitching gave up three home runs. I almost said nine, but that's the strikeout column that I'm looking at. That would have been amazing if the Yankees hit nine home runs. LeMayhew hit a home run. Judge hit a home run. Matt Carpenter, of course, hit a home run on Saturday. And... Oh, that's what's even funnier. Okay, so Saturday's game. I was sitting there watching Matt Carpenter, and I was thinking to myself, he hasn't really been doing much since the All-Star break. And two seconds later, he hit the home run. His 15th since May 26th. This is a weird season. It's, it's a weird season. Now, I will mention one thing that's been bothering me while watching these games. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa 
seems to double pump a lot. He had some miscues in this series. And even when he didn't have miscues, miscues, he was still double pumping before throwing the ball to first. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. And he has been having issues. The scorer was a little uh, generous this weekend and not giving errors to people when they should have. And that happened in the Cole game. That was a nightmare on Friday. Garrett Cole was cruising along, had two outs, and then two misplays led to five runs. Now, it wasn't just the defensive miscues that led to it. It was also the pitch calling. I don't know why you would throw the pitch that you threw to Whit Merrifield the way you did, but I don't know what Higashioka was thinking. And then Sal Perez. Three-run home run. And people, I know some people were like, well, he's having a down season. He's only batting like 210. It's Sal Perez. He hit 48 home runs last year. He still has that in him. And the Yankees found that out twice this weekend. One, didn't hurt the Yankees because the Yankees were able to come back. But yesterday, that hurt the Yankees. So, um, yeah, three out of four against the Royals. Hey, it could have been a sweep. Probably should have been a sweep. But it wasn't a sweep. And what are you going to do? Things just don't always work out the way you do or the way you want it. But as long as the Yankees are winning series against teams that they're supposed to win series against, I'm okay. It's when they lose series to teams that they shouldn't be losing to, like the Reds. That's annoying. Or when they split against the Red Sox. That's annoying. But when they beat someone like the Royals three out of four and they had a chance to sweep. Yes, that's irritating, but I'm happy with three out of four. I'll take it any time. So speaking of three, Yankees are playing the Mariners for three games, and we will preview that, and we will talk about anything else that's happening. Let me just refresh Twitter right now while I'm here and uh, see what's happening, because it's the day before the trade deadline and everyone was bitching and moaning about, oh, it's slow. Nothing's happening. What's going on? And now everything is going on. Ah, okay. So Scott Efros, according to The Athletic, is a great story and a great get for the Yankees, converted to sidearm in 2019 and has worked hard to get to the bigs, turned himself into a really valuable reliever, gets K's, doesn't issue a lot of walks, gets a ton of weak contact. Sounds good to me. Sounds very good to me. So I'm just scrolling just to see in case I missed anything, but I don't think I did. Oh, and in former Yankee moves, or in former Yankee news, Robinson Cano was DFA'd by the Braves. That's sad. That's sad to see how far his career has fallen. I will say this. The man is turning 40 in October, which I remember when 22-year-old Robinson Cano came up in 2005. So knowing that he's turning 40 in a few months makes me feel ancient. And it should make you feel ancient if you were around when he came up in 2005 along with Chin Ming Wong to help the 2005 Yankees, uh, you know, do something because that wasn't a fun year for a while. <laughs> so 
So in a moment, we'll preview the Yankees, Mariners, Luis Castillo back in Yankee Stadium pitching, but not as a Yankee, as a Mariner. But first, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Now, speaking of that, we got an email about the odds. Because remember how I said every month they update pennant, division, award chances. So the Yankees' chances for winning the World Series on August 1st, 2022, according to betonline.net, 13-4. to Same as the Dodgers. And the Astros are 11-2. to Last month, the Yankees were 4-1. to So, hmm, interesting. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Mariners are coming in. To Yankee Stadium at 55 and 48, as I said, there could be a good battle if the Yankees can stay in first place in the division and the Blue Jays are fighting for that first wild card spot. They will be fighting along with the Mariners. So tonight's matchup, Marco Gonzalez against Domingo Herman. Now, I will admit I was not expecting much from Domingo Herman against the Mets and he did pretty well. You know, I was expecting him to give up eight runs. He only gave up two. So good for you, Domingo Herman. So on the season so far, he's 0-1 with an 8.22 ERA and nine strikeouts. Only two starts. Marco Gonzalez, 6-10 with a 3.66 ERA and 60 strikeouts. And that is in 113 innings. He last pitched on the 27th against Texas. He lasted seven innings, only gave up two runs on four hits with one walk and five strikeouts. Before that, he picked up the loss against Houston. Five and two-third innings, gave up five runs on nine hits with one walk and two strikeouts. And against Texas on the 14th, he didn't get the decision, but he pitched six innings, gave up five runs on 11 hits with two walks and four strikeouts. So he's kind of hit or miss for the Mariners as you can tell from the fact that his ERA isn't sky high, but his record is 6-10, and 10, and so he kind of goes up and down there. As for Herman, the 8.22 ERA is in seven and two-third innings of work, and that's combined between those two games against the Mets and Houston. The start against Houston, three innings, five runs on six hits, with one walk and two strikeouts. The Mets, four and two-thirds, Two runs, five hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Not great, but not terrible, which that's not quite, that's not really a good endorsement there, but you know, that would be a really bad campaign sign. Not great, but not terrible. (laughs) On Tuesday, it's Logan Gilbert against Jamison Tyone. Logan Gilbert is 10 and four with a 2.78 ERA. That's 118 strikeouts. Wow. In 123 innings of work. That's pretty good. And then Jamison Tyone, 
has been iffy of late. He's 10-2 and two with a 3.72 ERA, 92 strikeouts. And that is in 109 innings. He hasn't had a win since the 16th against Boston. Lasted six innings, only gave up one run. But against Kansas City, he lasted six innings, only gave up four hits, didn't give up a run, walked two, struck out eight. And the Yankees went on to win that game. So, you know, he does, he he's done okay every other start. It was the Baltimore start, start that wasn't great on the 22nd. Two and two-third innings, two runs, four hits, three walks, two strikeouts, not great. So we'll see if the every other game pattern happens. Because if it does, then uh, the Yankees will have to go to the bullpen with Tyone pitching. But we'll see what happens. And then on Wednesday, it's a three-game series. Garrett Cole against Luis Castillo. There you go. The marquee matchup. Could have been Luis Castillo on the Yankees, but that didn't happen. The Reds wanted too much. Luis Castillo, 4-4 four and four with a 2.86 ERA and 90 strikeouts. That is in 85 innings. Garrett Cole, as I said, on Friday had a rough outing. Rough inning wasn't the whole outing. It was rough inning. That five-run inning, as I said. Bad defensive miscues. Bad pitch calling. Just, it was bad. The Yankees, thankfully, came back in that game. So he's 9-3 with a 3.30 ERA, 162 strikeouts in 125 and one-third inning of work. Now, oh, I for, you know, I forgot to do, do matchups here, but... You know, the Yankees and the Mariners don't play that often, although they will be playing next week in Seattle. Three more games, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm trying to see if anyone on the Mariners necessarily owns Garrett Cole, but not really. Suarez, 18 at-bats, 278. He does have a home run, but he also has six runs batted in. So I guess that's kind of an own and the only Yankee that has faced Luis Castillo, or the only Yankees that have faced Luis Castillo a lot, Matt Carpenter, who's batting 214 and 28 at bats with two home runs and three runs batted in, and Anthony Rizzo, who has faced him 29 times and is batting only 207. So no Luis Castillo in pinstripes. That's disappointing. But what are you going to do? So I'm going to refresh Twitter just to see if I missed anything. Hopefully I didn't. Although I have a notification. Oh boy. Oh no, okay. That was just in response to me joking about the Yankees offering their entire farm system for Shohei Otani. But I just would like to make sure that I didn't miss anything while I was here. I think the biggest trade so far is the hater trade which happened like a half hour ago. Other than that, there isn't anything going on. Okay. So yeah, nothing. The Yankees haven't done anything while I was recording. I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted them to do something crazy just so you could see my live reaction to it. But no. Okay. So just so you know, I'm going to be on call tomorrow, so if the Yankees do anything during the trade deadline, you will see me 
on YouTube, we're having a live trade deadline show. Locked on MLB hosts all together. And if something big happens, I will be talking about it. So be on the lookout for that. And obviously the regular Locked on Yankee show will be recapping tonight's game and talking about anything else that happened. Because you never know, a trade might happen later today. And if that does happen, you will hear from me and you will see me or listen to me depending on which platform you use. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. And click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, why not listen to Locked On MLB? Make your second listen of the day the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert, Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday. Hopefully something cool will happen on the trade front tonight for tomorrow at some point and I'll talk to you tomorrow.